people are starting to realize that you can invest in any market condition and you can do really well. All you have to do is play by the rules. We've been beating this drum for years on the show. All you have to do is follow the rules, which means you don't need to take a break from investing. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchant here. We're going to dive into something deep today, Heather. <laughs> Look out. Yeah. As soon as we get you on a Ron rant, remember when we were going to start a podcast, weren't we going to call it Ron rant? We were going to call it Ron rants. Yeah, we were going to do that. I might still, who knows, one of these days when I get bored. That's true. We're going to talk about politics today, folks. We had a request from a brave soul. Well, are they brave, really? Or are we brave? That's true. To suggest someone else stick their neck out there. We did get something from somebody who is a friend of the show, though. Maybe we should promote it that way. Because so many of you, as we said in our last podcast episode, email in. Yep. And you email in requests. And in spite of the fact that this request, most people would not tackle, Heather and I are going to tackle it. But we're going to combine it with properties. And because Heather has been knee deep in acquisitions lately, so we're going to talk to you a little bit about how the donuts are made, so to speak. So that should be fun too. Both of these things will be interesting. You should definitely hang out to the end of the show. But let's start off with this wonderful thing called politics. Yeah. We're in an election year, you know. If you don't pay attention to the news, which I don't, but I do get these unsolicited texts quite a bit. Like I literally just got one two minutes ago. Really? Yeah. Literally a text. Huh. That's so funny. Yeah. It says Crooked Joe has to go. And then I have, oh my gosh, it's like, I don't even know how much text. I'm not going to read all this to garbage to you, but <laughs> apparently this one is from Trump. I got one from Nikki Haley the other day, and I got one from Joe Biden the other day. The people are very confused. Nobody knows who Ron is. Is he a Democrat? Is he a Republican? Are you not registered as one or the other? Oh, no. No, I stopped doing that. And here, I'll just tell you, folks, I am a guy who could really love politics. I love debate. I love solving problems. I enjoy debate because I think the best solutions come from debating, having really solid conversations about tough topics. Mm. So I don't mind having those conversations. Let me tell you what I don't like about politics. I don't like the lion bastards that are in politics. And I don't like that the only thing really that ever seems to play or get any coverage is negativity. I just really don't like it. I don't. I used to. I used to. It's probably all the movies I've seen. I've wondered if they feel limited on what they can share for our national security. It's probably just movies I've watched, let's be honest. But still, like, are they having to withhold information so that the general public doesn't freak out? I've thought of that before. Well, you don't have to withhold what you're going to do when you get into office. So when you say you're going to do one thing and then you get into office and you do completely the opposite of that, then you're just a liar. And I'll explain this in a minute, but who likely just sold their soul before they were elected so that they could get money. Yeah, true. Our political system is completely jacked up and it's jacked up by the way that they have structured the money. 
Yeah. So in order to fix the problem of money, they made the problem of money worse. That's what they've done. I agree. I really used to love politics. And I was a delegate. And there were a couple of people that I really, really liked. Everything they, they said, I mean, not everything, but most of the things that they said, I was like, yes. I mean, that makes so much sense. A couple of these people said that they were staying away from the big money donors and all of this stuff. Well, when you're a delegate, you get to go to a whole bunch of meet and greets and fundraisers and all kinds of things because they're whining and dining you, right? Yeah. Well, then I got to see how the reality of politics and the reality of politics is not the same as you find on MSNBC and Fox News. I'm like, choose your media outlet. That isn't how it works. Really how it works is big money is buying votes. That's how it works. And I was so jaded. I really haven't gone back since because there are people who I genuinely feel like were good people and they... No, but I've heard it's really good. It's so good. You probably wouldn't like it, Heather, but it's so good. And now I say that a lot. My wife and I were just watching a show the other day and I'm like, wow, that chick broke bad fast. Like she just went for it. I mean, there was no time. Like she just like, no, I think I'm going to be bad. Pow, you're dead. That happens in politics and it happens fast. And I don't even think that the good people realize it's happening to them until it's already done. That's a good point. Too late. And then it's cooked. Yeah. So this is probably not what everybody thought when we said we were going to talk about politics today. I no longer care. I think really what he wanted to know, I think it was he, right? I'm assuming, but I don't know. I think what they wanted to know was what is the election you're going to do to the economy and everything else? Well, it should make it great. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it should do. Temporarily great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, whatever they can do to make things seem awesome. I mean, if I were Joe Biden's handlers, because clearly it's not Joe Biden, but if I were his handlers, I would be trying to make everything look as awesome as it could possibly look. Yep. So that I could get, you know, get him reelected. I mean, our lender, even at the beginning of the year, was like, oh, it's an election year. So rates should go down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now, should they really go down? I don't know. You guys have heard my opinion on that before. I don't think so. But will they? I mean, they probably will because then everybody will be super excited. And all the people right now who feel like that their lives sucks financially, all of a sudden we'll get some relief and it'll be because of whoever's in power at the time, which right now is Joe Biden. And that'll give him what he desperately needs, which is some help. But who knows? I mean, will he even be running? I know he's running now, but who even knows? Like, who knows what's going to happen? Both top of the ticket is so old, they shouldn't be, in my opinion. Which blows my mind that that is even happening, but yes. Yeah. I mean, basically everybody else that was running, I mean... Yep. So I'm going to answer with a who cares. That's what I'm going to say. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Turn the TV off, turn the news off and go do something productive. Yeah. I think that you're right, though. I think the impact on real estate this year should be good for us. Yep. I wouldn't be sad if they brought back some bonus depreciation too to like help seal the deal. If you want to follow a piece of legislation that actually is good, you should follow that one. Yeah. I mean, it's out there. It'll probably pass. And why? Is it because it's good for the country? No. It's because it's good for the people who are voting for it. And that's literally the only reason. They're all self-interested, pathetic human beings. There I said it. I think it can be good for the country, but 
you're right. I'm not looking at it going, oh, this is going to be so good for the country. But I'm not saying it's going to be great for me and it'll be great for a whole bunch of people. It'll be great for businesses. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying the reason that they signed that piece of legislation has nothing to do whether it's good for you yeah, or anyone else that you know, unless you know a whole lot of politicians. It's true. I was just getting ready to say, can we be done talking about politics now that we've actually done it? Well, I'm looking to find the House bill numbers to help you guys be able to track it, but I can't find it right now. I'm an equal opportunity hater, by the way. I don't like anybody running (laughs) for office. And you don't even have a party that you've selected. So that's legitimate. So how it will impact you, at least the interest rates going down. What we see on the property side is if that does happen, especially if it goes down substantially and more people come out to buy both primary residences and investors who I would say are more novice investors who are just waiting for rates to go down, they'll come out in force. And with supply and demand and all the numbers we see, we see prices actually going up if interest rates decrease significantly. 100%. No question. One of my buddies said it'll be like a circus out there. Yeah. Because everyone's been waiting, the novice people, or to be fair, primary residence buyers who are waiting for properties to be affordable for them with lower interest rates are going to say, oh, good, we can buy now. Finally, interest rates came down, right? So there's just not enough property out there. And our builder in Oklahoma told me a couple months ago, their new housing starts have just dropped like a rock to get permitting and get construction loans, he has had to jump through so many hoops to get construction loans. And these are properties that we have under contract as soon as the construction loan is ready, we have a wait list. And he's still having problems and continues to have problems getting construction loan financing. So kind of blows your mind. It's going to be, think post-COVID. It's going to be like that. That's my prediction. If they lower the interest rates half a point to a point, it's going to be a circus and there's not going to be very many seats. And we've been telling people that for a while, like into last year, people who bought their property values are going to go up. They just are. Now, if they raise rates, the opposite of that's going to happen. And who knows? Exactly. And I think the proof is in the pudding for us too, in that why I've been working on this is we're making a department for our property finding department, which we call acquisitions, because we're not buying the properties, but we're looking for properties to be able to market to investors. But we are bringing that up to a full-time seat. That's what we see happening, regardless of what happens with interest rates. I think either way, we'll have to have someone fully more dedicated to it than we have in the past. And Heather, the reason for that is because we're reaching more people And people are starting to realize that you can invest in any market condition and you can do really well. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is play by the rules. We've been beating this drum for years on the show and for years before that, everywhere we could. All you have to do is follow the rules, which means you don't need to take a break from investing. And so we're reaching more and more and more people. We need more and more and more properties in a market where there's shrinking inventory. So it's so much harder for us to find awesome inventory, and yet we're able to do it. And that's why that needs to be a full-time position is because we need somebody out there constantly looking for more inventory. We sell out of it so fast, Mm -hmm. but we have so many people. The appetite for it is growing, not shrinking. And so, and most of the stuff we look at doesn't work. So we have to constantly be out there looking for it. 
That's right. Turning over rocks, making sure we can find it. I think it's been really cool to watch and build long-term relationships with our sellers because little recap for those of you who haven't heard a previous episode about this. We have long-term relationships. Most of our properties are off-market. They're not on the MLS. And they're builders. Like 70% or so of our inventory right now is new construction. The rest is renovation, newer properties like, or else fully renovated. So we're looking for those relationships, but for them to be long-term. We dial in a process and we rinse and repeat at a high level. (laughs) We like long-term relationships in every aspect of our life, from my spouse, from my wife, all the way to every other part. Like, I just prefer having a tight-knit, long-term relationship with the people that we do business with and that we have in our lives. It's the same in our company. Like most of the people, like Lacey. Yeah. Just special shout out to Lacey. If those of you who know Lacey, she's been with the company for over 10 years, just crossed the decade mark, which seems yeah. impossible. And yet, as I look at the screen that has my face on it, I'm like, yeah, it's been a minute, Ron. It really has. <laughs> yeah, you're a grandpa now. <laughs> oh my gosh, my beard is white and I have wrinkles everywhere. What that tells you all out there is that there's wisdom. That's right. Experience, wisdom. (laughs) That's what it tells you that I'm getting old. (laughs) I have not crossed the halfway mark though yet. So Lacey has put up with me specifically now for over 10 years and she handles our escrow and all the coordination that goes into making things easy for you. She does that. Mm -hmm. And my gosh, she's done so many things in the company. Her title is she is the VP of miscellaneous stuff. It's our favorite. If that tells you anything about what she's done and continues to do at the company, right? And who she is. She keeps us laughing all the time. (laughs) She's hilarious. Yes. So congratulations to Lacey. And I mean, she communicates with all of the sellers and well, everybody really. She's like the hub of everything in the company. So yeah, if you interface with her, email her and tell her congratulations. That'd be a fun surprise. It's been a decade. So (laughs) a little over a decade now. So that's crazy. But my point was, even the people in the company, they're long-term people. Like People have been here for a long, long time. Long time. And it's a family environment that way, for sure, which I would say extends to our sellers on that side. 100%. That they feel like family in so many ways. When I travel and go visit other places with my family, and if a seller is there, I stop and just go to lunch or something because they're like an old friend, which is really cool because we've worked with some of them for almost 20 years, which is mind-blowing. Yeah. And I mean, some of them have become very good friends of mine. I mean, some of them I've invested in large deals together with. I mean, just incredible people, property managers. I mean, one of my partners in our technology company is a property manager. I met him as a property manager. True. My gosh, forever ago. And so long ago. (laughs) Yeah. And we've done so many deals together. So we really, really enjoy that. So when we're out there looking for, we're not looking for like onesie, twosie, hit it and quit it kind of stuff. We're looking for people who genuinely want to build something together. And we find that. And if that's you and you're in a market, you're thinking, man, that sounds like a great thing. Well, reach out to us because if you're a builder or rehabber and you want to build something long-term with us, we'd love to hear from you. We're constantly looking for inventory. So, and we're very creative. Yes, I agree. Creativity. I've coached, I mean, I guess it's a use of the term, but coached particularly renovated property owners 
coach them on how to help them be more efficient and to know their numbers. So we've had sellers over the years that get to the closing table and call and say, I'm negative. I don't understand. I'm making no money. I'm having to bring cash to the table to close this deal. And I said, okay, well, let's take a step back on your next property that you're selling because that shouldn't go that way. You don't want a rehabber that's running out of money at the very end of a renovation project of a property you're buying. You want them to make money. Yes. And you do as the buyer, you want them to make money. Yes. You want a property being renovated with enough budget to hit all the important stuff and they're not having to start skipping things because they're not making any money. I think that's one thing that is overlooked in the real estate world in general is you're wanting to rake someone over the coals and get a deal, but that can come at a cost if you're having a property that is short on budget. So long story short, I just worked on a property two weeks ago. He came to me and said, okay, I have this opportunity that seems like it would be a really good property for you guys. And he sent me the numbers and it's a duplex. He's going to renovate it. He has a budget. He has all of that ready. And I said, okay, send me the square footage bed bath count. And I went to two different property managers to verify rents. I try to do that as often as I can. And both of them came back with this very, very similar numbers for rent. And it was even higher than what he projected it would be. And I said, yeah, this is a home run. You're going to make some money. You're going to provide a really good property with a really good return for clients. Everybody's going to win on this transaction. And so he just texted me last night. He said, I got it. It's under contract. And I said, okay, tell me when you're officially closed and tell me your timeline and we're ready to rock and roll. So yeah. And let's rinse and repeat. Let's do this again and again and again. Yes, exactly. Yeah. With us, people make money on volume, not on one deal. It's a volume play. And that's how we make money, right? It's on volume. Mm -hmm. We move a lot of property and we have to make the money that we need to make. And it's the same thing for everybody involved, the property management companies, the sellers, whether that's new construction or not. Yeah. Once people get it, actually get it and understand the numbers, then it's on, right? Yeah. it's. I wouldn't be surprised too if this duplex appraises for more than we're marketing it for. I mean, I just worked backwards on numbers with what he needed to net to be able to turn a profit. And then it was just like, all right, well, the rents are awesome. Like, let's do this. So that coaching and things like that we've done over the years to help cultivate those long-term relationships as well, help them be successful so that we do have long-term relationships for sure. So it's fun. I love it. And I guess the other thing I would say is that if you're the kind of person who's already done this type of work, like if you've been out there looking for properties, if you've done this before and you understand rehab and you understand new construction, we're hiring. Yeah. We have not hired that position yet. And I'm a little bit concerned because of the amount of reach that our show, that we were told our show had. Like if you'd asked me three weeks ago or four weeks ago, I'd have been like, yeah, no big deal. I mean, there's not that many people that listen. We could say whatever on here. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently there's a lot of people that listen. So seriously, if you're interested, we really need you to have experience in both of those areas and the ability to be able to work with people, find people. So if you're interested... Yeah. Email us, invest at rpcinvest.com. Is that right, Heather? That's right. Okay. And it is a really fun seat. The thrill of making numbers work where everybody wins is awesome. 
and it's not typical. Well, and it's a fun company. Let's just be honest about it. I mean, it's we're we are pretty fun. We are pretty great. If we're going to plug ourselves, we're pretty great. <laughs> and so are you. We really appreciate you. I keep saying that, but I mean, we always have appreciated you. We have some data to back up the fact that there's more of you out there than we thought and we just can't thank you enough, especially those of you who have taken the time to go and subscribe and shout out the show, share us with your friends and everything like that. We really, really appreciate that. So if you haven't had the opportunity to do that, you can certainly go in and give us a rating and give us a review, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And the written reviews are the most helpful. So not just giving us stars. The writing a review is the most helpful thing. And it's the most helpful to the people who are wanting to know whether the show's worth listening to. Yeah. True. Because I don't know about you guys, but unless somebody refers me to it, I'm always looking at the reviews from other people and seeing what they have to say about the show before I listen to it. So that certainly is helpful for them. So politics and property, the two P's, same show. Heather, should we do like, I know that like pundits usually get on, even if they're sports broadcasters, they get on and they give their pick. Do you feel comfortable giving your pick? I don't even know what you're, what you mean. For the election. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'll give mine first. Okay. All right. We will have a crappy politician that wins. That's, I was going to say the same thing. Like, I don't like either option. Guaranteed crappy politician that wins the election this year, unless something wildly unforeseen happens and we have to start all over again. Unless that happens, guaranteed crappy politician. Some people out there be like, I love XYZ. And I'm going to get hate mail now. Oh, I, I, I love it. Why don't you like him? Well, no, I told you what we're going to get. We're going to get Ron should run for president because I've heard it many times over the years. That's what we're going to get. So I can't do it. Nobody wants to see my skeletons and most especially me. I don't want to <laughs> see any of them out there. So there's people probably from, I don't know, different time periods in my life who are holding actual photos. They're waiting. They've been holding on to them for years. They're like, if this guy ever runs for president <laughs> or any kind of political office, this thing's getting scanned and put on social media. So I'm just going to bow out gracefully and I'm going to continue to be a jaded, former interested in politics person. That's what I'm going to be. Oh my gosh. I have a little bit of tears from laughing. That's so good. <laughs> Nobody wants to see any of that. So. I just left all of that with you now. And I've said nothing about what any of it is because honestly, I don't even know. But you're all left now to make up your own version of whatever that might be. Yeah. And you're welcome for that at the end of the show. And with that, get out there and make something happen. Then let's let it not be finding dirt on Ron. Yeah, I was going to say, keep it legal. Let's, <laughs> let's not find dirt on Ron this week. Yeah, well, I would say make something happen in the property realm because there's demand out there for sure. There you go. Make something positive happen because digging dirt on Ron is not positive, people. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.